grab a cup of coffee. Let's sit down. We are back with episode 17 of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. I am your host, Sean Brown, and today is Allegra Messina on the podcast. If you guys do not know Allegra, you absolutely need to check out her work. Um, It's Messina Photos. We're going to get later into that, but you're going to see why I had to have Allegra on the show today. Allegra is a fashion photographer with ties in both the Seattle and the Los Angeles area. Um, And she's a little bit of a different story. She's super young. She is still in college where she's studying diplomacy uh, down in Los Angeles. And this has really actually taken a, a way of shaping her photography and and her ideas behind her work in terms of incorporating different types of of genres and unique beauty and showcasing everyone as they truly are. And you'll understand why as we get into this episode, but I wanted to preface it with that because Allegra is one of the most incredibly talented individuals that you guys will ever meet. Her knack for styling, creativity is off the charts. And today we really dive into getting started finding your genre, shooting what you want to shoot, and then also what you guys all want to know, how you style just like Allegra. So um, without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Super stoked to bring you guys this episode. It's going to be a tremendous conversation and look forward to hearing um, your guys' thoughts. So make sure to send us a DM at Senior Style Guide on Instagram. And then also just let us know what your favorite part of the podcast was. Um, if there was a certain part that resonated with you, what you guys want to know more from Allegra about. So cannot wait to have you guys join us for this conversation. And we'll see you guys at the end of the show. Hey everyone, we are here with another edition of Real Talk. I'm Sean Brown, and this time we're with Allegra Messina, who is an amazing portrait photographer, kind of editorial fashion, um, and she's just absolutely phenomenal. And she was an individual, I went to a conference actually a few weeks ago at the time of this filming, and she was there and we actually got to kind of chat over over dinner one night and had amazing sushi up in Seattle, Washington. and. Um, Allegra is actually from the Pacific Northwest. We just really bonded and hit it off. And so I was like, you need to come on Real Talk. So I'm super stoked to have her here. So welcome to to Real Talk. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're Um, welcome. (laughs) So awesome. So tell the viewers a little bit about yourself, kind of um, what, when you got started with photography, kind of what it's led to where, where you're at now, just kind of the, the basic background stuff about you. Yeah. So as you said, I was originally from Seattle, um, started off shooting there. And originally I was doing senior portrait photography predominantly um, because I was actually a senior in high school at the time myself. And so I was like, oh, it'd be fun. Just as a hobby kind of, you know, 20 bucks on the side, shoot my friends. Like it'll be this really casual thing, which I now realize wasn't exactly right. <laughs> but I was just shooting my friends. And then um, as I transitioned into college, I kind of was like, oh, you know, maybe try lifestyle photography, kind of similar to senior photography, um, but with more models involved. And then from there, slowly got introduced to editorial photography as different stylists were kind of coming into play and saying, hey, like, if you want, you could try this out with us. Um, So I've been really, really lucky. People have just kind of taken me under their wing and been like, hey, maybe try this too. Um, So now I'm going to college down in LA. um, So kind of blending between Seattle and LA. Um, And it's interesting. So on a personal 
personal side, I guess. I'm studying diplomacy in Spanish, um, so nothing related to either. Um, but I think it's good that I have kind of the different pieces coming together. But yeah, I'm doing a mix of everything at this point, kind of. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons that you and I bonded so well because um, you and I, I mean, we're fairly young photographers. I mean, you are not even 21 yet. And um, and like I majored in biochemistry in school and you're majoring in like diplomacy with like a minor in Spanish. So it's like kind of the, I think that's why we bonded so well is just because we do stuff that is photography, but also not photography. So um, I love that you kind of brought that in to kind of the, the well-rounded aspect of it where you have different interests. And um, I don't know if we really talked about this, but you covered in a little bit in your talk where you were able to pull from some of your education, like the spe especially the diplomacy background and that kind of um, more of that liberal arts background into your business. So kind of what advice do you have for individuals that maybe didn't grow up knowing they're like, hey, I want to all of a sudden be a photographer, kind of what advice do you have for them for pulling other aspects of maybe their past careers or, or that sort of thing into their, into your business, just because that's something you have done so well, I believe. Yeah. So I guess the first thing would be like, in my opinion, it's never too early or too late to start. Um, so you're never too young to start because I think a lot of people think that, oh, you know, I don't have the resources or the ability as a really young photographer. But on the other end, if you've had a really successful career in something completely different, it's never too late for you to start as well and kind of get involved in it as long as you're willing to, you know, put in that effort and put in the time. So I think um, really what it came down to for me was trying to think really critically of what I value as a person. And part of that was what I was choosing to study in my education. Um, and then part of that was just my family, my friends, and who I constantly choose to surround myself with and why. Um, so think really critically about who you are as a person person and what you're drawn to just naturally so for me um one thing that I actually always talk about on Instagram with people like so even jokingly is food I love food I was about to say I was like I know where you're going with this it's not really part of my photography to say but <laughs> yeah but I just love I love food so people kind of know me as that person that like people will suggest oh hey let's go get a drink and I'll be like hey instead let's go get tacos um and that's not just because I'm young but it's just part of kind of who I am um but also for me, it's like I love to spend time with my close friends. That's what we do for the majority of the time is we just kind of sit around and talk. And so, um, um, sorry, my roommate just walked in. Speaking of friends. Uh, Hashtag but, youth life, right? <laughs> yeah, being in, a, being in a dorm room. Um, but yeah, so for me, it was all about like incorporating what you do in your day-to-day -day life and trying to think about that and how that's part of your photography too. And I think, you know, a lot of people are parents, for example, and they see that as being this whole separate ordeal almost to photography but I think as much as you can integrate the two like you become a much better photographer because you're thinking about your whole life and yeah and, I, and it's like I'm always one of those people who I've always said like separate your personal from your business side however I think that I'm almost kind of saying do that in a lesser capacity nowadays where I think you said introduce it into your photography where I think everybody is kind of their own personal brand now and so it's like you do have kind of that transparency which you're talking about where it's like you almost it's like everybody has different interests and it's how you kind of connect with people using those interests because that's the most authentic you ultimately yeah and I think what it comes down to is like people 
for the most part, there's going to be other photographers who do really similar work to you. Yeah. That's just how it's going to be, regardless of what market you're in. Um, fashion photography, definitely for me, I was at first really struggling with this idea of being individual and being unique. But instead, you know, if you market yourself and you market who you are, like you're always going to be that unique person that people come to because of what you're selling as you, as opposed to what your photography is selling. Yeah, absolutely. And kind of, I know we went deep, like super quickly, but you mentioned that you kind of jumped around several different genres, kind of what are you focusing on right now? Yeah, so right now I'm focused a lot more on editorial submissions. Um, so originally I was doing mostly client-based work and then actually now I'm shifting more towards work that's kind of a mix of paid, unpaid, and a lot of the editorial work is really just creative work that's kind of for me and my team and we just want to create really cool stuff. But as part of that process, I've started to look towards magazine submissions. Um, so that's kind of like my end goal right now is to start kind of like building up a name for myself in the magazine submission world, um, which is really fun, but super tricky. Um, what I'm starting to find is kind of the traditional photography that I used to really look up to and really love, like even like Annie Leibovitz type work. Um, only kind of functions at this really really high level of magazines mm -hmm. but the vast majority of work is really really simple and it's all about the styling and the people so I'm trying to kind of balance those two because for me I don't know I think it's really fun to have like a storyline involved um but that isn't always what people are looking for now um but yeah I digress a little bit but yeah basically I'm shifting towards more editorial work um, I think it's awesome because it allows you to work with so many more people. And I know like people will sometimes for seniors, for example, work with like a stylist, makeup artist, hairstylist, for example. But I think it's really cool because these editorial sets, like you spend weeks sometimes even planning the shoot just for it to come together for that one day. And so I think that's like a really fun thing for me. I don't know. Yeah. And like, obviously the audience here is like, mostly senior photographers. However, I think that you can really kind of attribute that to say an, an editor, a big editorial shoot might be akin to like a personal shoot that a senior photographer might be doing where mm -hmm. they have this idea and all of a sudden you're pulling pieces together. So for kind of them who photographers who might be saying they're like, Oh, I've had this awesome idea, this rad idea that I want to do this personal shoot kind of what did you do initially to pull those pieces together, whether that be stylists, um, maybe you were styling yourself, hair, hair and makeup artists, um, maybe a florist or, or whoever you're incorporating into the shoot, kind of how did you pull those shoots initially, like right when you were getting started before you really had kind of that, that brand presence or your name? Yeah, so when I was first starting off, I guess I'll start from styling and then work to like the other pieces. I was styling everything myself, um, which, is definitely hard to do when you're first starting off. Um, but then I think you kind of get more comfortable with it as you go along. Um, and I was always just looking at magazines. Like I think different like yeah. senior magazines are really great, but also, you know, you can look at like the free people magazine that they always have for free in stores and like other kind of issues like that. Um, and so I was starting off basically for the most part, either buying really cheap vintage stuff or real stuff. Um, or I would go to Zara buy and return. <laughs> which is what I still do a lot of the time. Um, their return policy is like really awesome. You can basically just buy and return anything you want. Um, so that's just kind of an option for people to keep in mind. But then as I was kind of like moving forward, I realized that bringing in more people always made your work better. Like the more people you have it, pretty consistently, like 
almost always is a better shoot. And so at first I actually was just contacting people on Instagram and I said, Hey, I really love your work. I think it's absolutely amazing. Um, I would love to do a collaborative shoot with you because this is at the time that I wasn't quite making enough money to pay people. And so I would just say, I would love to collaborate with you. I can promise you, you know, images like the ones in my portfolio, which aren't necessarily the very best, but I think with your work, it'll be even better, you know? <laughs> um, and I was like, I'll send you a lot of pictures. You can use them for whatever you want. Um, use them to promote yourself. And at first I was mostly collaborating with makeup artists and stylists and everyone else that were also just starting out. So we were like, okay, we're going to build each other up together. And now I have the opportunity to work with people who are a little bit more established. But in that process, I've also tried to bring up makeup artists that I started with and be like, hey, you should meet this person or this person and like kind of still be like, you know, lifting each other up in the creative community. But it is kind of that like process of working from like new people because you're also new. And then just as you get more experience, like you get the more experienced people. Yeah. And I think that just comes down to, it's like everybody would want, like, would jump at the opportunity of working with, like, Annie Leibovitz, but mm -hmm. versus, like, kind of a photographer who maybe doesn't have as big of a following on social, where it's like, oh, yeah, maybe, why do I want to give my four, eight hours of a day to the shoot for something that I don't necessarily know it's going to pay off? So I think it's just, like, like you said, going back to just that, that DM, the, mm -hmm. the hitting people up on Instagram. Yeah, and I think, too, if you coordinate through Instagram, people are more inclined to tag you and engage with you on Instagram. So if you work with makeup artists that you DM'd originally, they're more likely to actually post those photos and collaborate with you on that, as opposed to somebody who doesn't necessarily use Instagram as their marketing tool. So I think that's just kind of like a nice feedback loop that was helpful to me, where I was working with makeup artists through just Instagram and then would get other people also on Instagram to, like, kind of work with and collaborate with. Absolutely. And then especially um, for your work now, you're working with a lot of, of models, maybe agency sign, maybe just kind of freelancers. What um, kind of advice would you have for people that maybe they are doing a personal shoot or they have a shoot in mind that they want to pull from, say some modeling talent, just because sometimes it can be difficult. If you're in a larger city, it's a little bit easier, but say for individuals, maybe in a little bit more of rural areas, where would you kind of say to, to target those, those models, kind of that different aspect of, of the shoot? So if you want to be looking at sign models, one thing that I actually started to do um, originally in Seattle was I just searched modeling agency Seattle. Um, and you'd be amazed by all the like teeny tiny ones that pop up. And I think they have those from what I've heard in like even the smallest of towns, because even in small towns, a lot of girls want to be models. And so they may not be like the models that you'd expect in New York City, but they're still really good and they still have a lot of passion towards it. So I think even just literally searching your town name and modeling agency, it might be somebody like a little bit further away, but usually you'll get someone that's like more, you know, comfortable in front of the camera at least. Um, I actually have an article written about reaching out to modeling agencies that I can send you and then you can maybe like link Yeah, we'll, we'll also, yeah, um, like I'll link it down in the description for YouTube so people can check it out too. Cool, yeah, that'd, that'd be, be awesome. great. Because there's this whole like, so the process basically for me was to basically send an email, say, hey, I'm interested in doing a test shoot with your girls, so unpaid for both um, at that point. Um, sometimes you can get paid test shoots, but that's a whole other ordeal. Um, but then they actually have you, for some agencies, come in and like have a meeting with them and just talk about who you are and kind of show that you're someone that can be trusted with their girls or guys, depending on which models you're interested in working with. But for me, it's mostly girls. Um, 
So you go in, have a little meeting with them, and then they'll send you all the information that you need, which is cool. Yeah, and that's like, especially in the very few times that I've done that personally, I think like that keyword is like a test shoot. So mm. you're, they're not sending you like their paid talent where they're expecting to be commissioned for it. Um, so I think that's a really key thing for, for people to kind of pick up on that are watching this as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and the test shoot too. So that basically means that you can't involve, you can involve companies that aren't paying you. So if you were to have a really cool brand that was giving you a lot of clothing, that'd be totally fine. But you can't be doing a shoot for that brand and something paid. So I think that's just something to like keep in mind and be careful with. Um, but yeah, test shoots are like, I think the way to go. And I think they also can incentivize seniors to come towards your work. Um, because, you know, if you're doing these really cool stylish shoots, a lot of seniors will be like, oh, hey, I want to see myself as that girl. And so they'll kind of be drawn to that. So that's been really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And your styling and, and your shoot, your shooting style now, I think has evolved too. And it's super rad now. So <laughs> in, that, in that process, um, did you ever have to kind of adjust your brand or what did you do to kind of say, oh yeah, I'm a senior photographer that's kind of transitioning into another genre now. And we can obviously apply this, say, for people who are doing weddings to maybe they want to transition more into senior work or something like that. But what mm -hmm. steps did you take to kind of really say, I am this genre photographer, this is kind of what I want to do from here on out? Yeah, so I think what was hard with that transition was I personally didn't quite know exactly what I was doing and exactly where I was going towards. Um, so it was still kind of this slow, like, change between the two and then suddenly I was like oh look it's a whole different thing um, so in terms of social media I was definitely starting to filter in a mixture of fashion photography and senior photography and more like kind of lifestyle type shoots um, so it just kind of naturally was this weird mix and then I started to think about it and um, I've talked about this a little bit to a few people but to me I was starting to post stuff that was my old work as opposed to what I felt like I was moving towards. And I realized that it would be better to have less content up on social media, but more content that was genuine to what I was now wanting to create and what I was like progressing towards, and then try to book those types of clients as opposed to posting any more of my old work. So at some point I kind of had to say like, okay, like you're cut it out, no more of your old stuff, you're done. Um, and then now all I market is fashion. But it definitely was a transition period for a little bit. And then I was like, okay, like I just have to start only posting work that's moving to forwards and for me moving forward was fashion but that doesn't necessarily have to be how the progression is for everyone yeah or it could even be like people that are like family photographers being like oh i want to do more weddings or i want to do mm -hmm. more seniors and that sort of thing and it's like i think it's you you get the inquiries for for what you're posting so it's like yeah as an exclusively senior photographer it's like i don't really get wedding inquiries and when i do it's like mm -hmm. a friend that i happen to know so i think it's it's that tried and true measure where it's like you do kind of get the clients that the work is what you put out. And I think you're kind of a testament to that. Yeah. And that's been really something that's been, again, like a transition period, but now I'm definitely getting way more fashion clients and I still get senior photo clients, but a lot of the senior photo clients want my work more like my fashion work as opposed to my old senior photo work. So it still has kind of like moved even if, so for example, if you're still keeping within, for example, 
example, switching from weddings or sorry, switching from seniors to weddings and you still want to keep your senior clients, you know, if you're still using that particular editing style or that way that you're like seeing the world, I think people can still perceive that. And as a client, you can still tell, okay, well, they edit like this, they shoot like this. Um, and even if it's a different type of photography, I think you can still kind of sell that without having to post it and having to feel like you're marketing it. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of going off of that, I think that people ultimately come to you for your style and your vision. So it's like, if you want to do seniors that are more fashion based, like that's the work you should really kind of be showing. So um, kind of going off of that, where do you pull your inspiration from? Just because you kind of mentioned outside of the industry, which I hope that you touch on a little bit more just because I think especially in the senior industry, we're so kind of locked into looking at other senior photographers work, photographers work that we almost try to emulate that to an extent. So how do you kind of get out of that rut or, or how did you get out of that rut? Kind of what did you do? What were your steps that you took? Yeah. So I think one thing that helped me was, especially as I was starting, anyone that I was a friend of, I would immediately follow. And a lot of them have transitioned into all different kinds of work. Um, so I'm definitely seeing their stuff and getting inspired by them all the time. And it's cool because it's not always what you'd expect. Yeah. And so now I actually look at, I love looking at landscape photographers because I think there's this very distinct way of like framing one photo that's like that photo, you know? That's super and interesting. Then, You're oh, actually the first person that's ever said landscape photography. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just think it's like very, it's very intentional. And I really like that. I guess by that same measure, like film photographers, if you look at really good film photographers, they're oftentimes some of the best portrait photographers and they're so, so intentional about what they do that it's really, really good. And then senior photographers, wedding photographers, and then for sure fashion photography. Um, I love to follow like weird indie magazines because a lot of times it's like kind of funkier and stranger than what you'd normally expect and then you can get inspiration for shoots that aren't necessarily quite that weird but it's just one piece of that that you really like so I think even when I was doing seniors I was starting to look at more editorial work like that be like okay well that's some kind of piece that I could incorporate into my senior photography like you'll see like a weird eye shadow pop color you know and you're like okay maybe I'll try that with a senior if the senior seems willing blah 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 and so following like a huge range of those magazines, I think has been helpful to me, but also just like school and my day-to-day -day life and who I'm talking to all the time. Like I love to read like weird literature for Spanish class. <laughs> um, we just, we, that's what we do. We just read a bunch of literature. And so I'm now trying to think like, okay, well, how can I incorporate like these thematic ideas into a shoot? So I think it can be like from anywhere, you know, it can be other photographers, but definitely also like a wide range of like, books you're reading people and just kind of anything that inspires you music videos too okay yeah i think you i think you touched on that too and you're like oh i love the cinematography in music videos and kind of the lighting and that sort of thing mm -hmm. and like certain certain movies and stuff too like i'll sometimes ask people that do film i'll be like hey like give me some movie recommendations tell me what you would actually watch if you were trying to get inspired as a photographer and then people will be like okay watch this or this and then you can just do that as like your way of relaxation but you're kind of like studying you know kind of like working at the same time yeah. to one stone, <laughs> really right? you're just watching a movie but no one needs to know that so um i think you're also kind of an, an interesting person to talk to about this as well where um as you were kind of building your business and as it was starting to take off all of a sudden life hits and they're like all right, you're actually going to Los Angeles for, for college. So how did you balance that transition from going from a 
kind of a, a market that you had built up in Seattle to all of a sudden having to come down to LA and kind of restart the gears, kind of what step, what did you do or, or what did you come in with as a kind of a mentality for saying, okay, I need to do this, this, and this to kind of restart my business down here in another city. So I think one thing that I very, very immediately realized and at first really stressed me out was that Seattle, I was a decent sized fish in a really small pond, not necessarily the biggest, but I had enough of a following and I had enough of a base. And then moving to LA, I was like, wow, there is this enormous pool of talent. And because of that, there's this enormous pool of competition. And at first, that's kind of how I was seeing it. I was like, there's all these people I have to compete against. And I don't really know what to do. And I felt like very lost in that. And then I realized that the benefit to that is that there's all these really incredible people to work with. And bigger pool of talented photographers also means more clients. And so, yes, I'm competing against more people, but there's also more potential people to work with. And so I think that mentality switch kind of like helps me be like, okay, it's going to be fine. Um, there's still going to be a lot of people to work with. And even if you're in like a really small town, I think sometimes you can feel like there's so many people that you're like not working against per se, but other people that are doing something similar to you. And I think I just kind of learned to know who those people were and know who was shooting for the main brands, but kind of look at them more as like inspiration instead of competition and be like, okay, this is kind of the direction that I need to be looking in if I want to do XXX kind of work. And if not, I'm still going to define myself as me and do my work, but still be kind of looking at where those opportunities lie. So I don't know. I think it was at first very, very stressful for me and still sometimes is kind of hard because I'll go back to Seattle and people will say, hey, I want to book you for this thing in LA or vice versa. And so sometimes your clients don't know where you are. Definitely, I'm trying to see like everything as an opportunity, small, small city or big city. Like there's still just, you know, you kind of think about it as people to work with or like people to be inspired by or like, you know, I think. Being in LA has been pretty great, actually, for that. Yeah, and I think that that can be applied to anybody who's kind of transitioning from one city to another, where obviously you never want to completely tune out your competition because then all of a sudden, say, the market is going in in one direction and you're trying to push the completely opposite direction, which isn't always necessarily a bad thing. However, you kind of always want to kind of gauge, gauge your market. And I think that, like you said, keeping an eye on other people in your area is a great way to do that, to kind of see how the market's reacting to certain trends, but, um, but also kind of acknowledging that, yeah, you do have to be different because if you're all the same, it's like, what's the differentiating factor between you and some other photographer? You guys are just one commodity rather than being your own individual brands. Right. And I think one interesting way that in LA and I'm probably everywhere else, um, I've kind of distinguished what like automatically distinguish myself is by being a, a younger woman. Um, and that's kind of always this unexpected thing where people are like, oh, you're still in college, you're still 20, blah, blah, blah. But I think everyone has that one piece to them that kind of makes them distinct in their area. Um, so kind of just knowing that and playing to that as a strength as opposed to what could be perceived as a weakness. Like for me, you know, again, like resources as a young photographer are very different, yeah. but you know, like using that as kind of a benefit to you, I think can be really helpful. Well, yeah. And I think like even people who may not be in the younger age demographic, but maybe just younger in business, you can always kind of angle it from, I'm here to try something new and different that mm -hmm. isn't maybe 
different than the traditional studio or the photographer down the road that's been shooting the exact same way for 20 years. Mm -hmm. So I think there are ways to angle that any kind of anywhere you are in your business, which I think that's an awesome point that you just made. And I think it was interesting too. Like, I mean, I've seen it at other um, different conferences throughout where if you, um, for example, are a person of color, like, you know, your clients are going to gravitate towards someone who looks like them. And so for me, I'll get like other women, for example, who will gravitate towards me. But if you're, for example, a woman of color, like other people of color are going to start to gravitate towards you and your photography. So I think it kind of goes in a bunch of different directions, just depending on who you're, like, who you identify as almost. Yeah. That way. So. And then kind of, I guess we'll kind of almost go back to the start. We'll kind of wrap it up. This has been amazing. I just, I love picking your brain on this because you are, you're young, but you're also so talented and kind of have really established your name. So I think you're a great person to talk to you. Um, about Same this. with you, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but what was like, if you could go back to say day one of your business and be like, I need to do this or that, what would it be? Um, that's a good question. I think it would be be more cognizant of who you are and why you're shooting. And that's still something that I think to this day, I'm still trying to figure out. Um, but I think as I was first starting off, I really wanted to be every other photographer <laughs> as opposed to being me who takes photos. Um, and I think I got really, really caught up in that for a really long time. I think that's why it actually took me so long to transition towards fashion work in the first place was that that was kind of what I should probably have been doing, but I didn't really just, think that critically about where I saw myself in the industry. Um, I think I also started off shooting almost entirely um, models who were white or models who were very, very traditional looking. And I think that was all I really represented at the beginning. Um, but I think knowing like who I am now and knowing who I interact with on a day-to-day -day basis, knowing like more about how the industry functions, I think, um, it would have been important for me then to start thinking about like, okay, well, who am I photographing? Why am I photographing them? And what kind of shoots do I want to do like based off of who I am? So I guess that's like a long winded answer for that. But no, I like, it. I think it, it boils down to being aware of what you want to do and you have to just kind of make it happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and you have to find you. the right people to make it happen. I think that's Seriously, really finding important. the right people. It's like you talked about connections and I think connections is so huge. I think it's one of those, those areas where in the photography industry itself, I think it's, or maybe the portrait industry, obviously like you working in a little bit more commercial settings, you kind of have to work with others, whether that be your stylist or um, hair and makeup artists and um, artistic, uh, what do you call them? Creative directors or whatever mm -hmm. it is. And, yeah. Um, so I think that you've kind of been forced to do that, but in the the portrait industry, it's like we are might only be really talking to like one person a day, and that might be like our client. So we're not necessarily yeah. working with other creatives. So I think that that's super important too. And that's why I think I think all creatives too. I know we're trying to like kind of wrap it up, but I think all creatives should go to instant meets and go to other you know any kind of meetup or creative engaging event. I think all photographers should try to go, regardless of their age, even if they're like the oldest person there. I don't think it matters because you still get to network with the creative community and that builds that like community over kind of competitive aspects that could be there. In the yeah, absolutely. General. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on tonight. I know it's like um, when Allegra and I were planning this, we're like. Oh, I guess like we can meet after class for her and that sort of thing. <laughs> so it's like, 
we live, or at least I live in the Pacific Northwest, and it's like all dark and gloomy. So that's why we, yep. we have like the, I don't know, like the, we look like we've been like kidnapped or something like that. And I know, <laughs> like in, in this the room. I mean, I have my tropical place, so we're basically outside. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, well where can people <laughs> find you who might not be following you already? Like Instagram, maybe check out your website portfolio, that sort of thing. Yeah. So my website is www.messinaphotos. It's M E S S I N A p h o t o s um dot format dot com i have a thing where it's still format i'm figuring it out and then is at messina photos at messina photos and i'll be sure to link that to uh for people who thank you yeah of course so they don't have to like type it in we can just click it because we're lazy people and we don't want to type in web addresses anymore <laughs> so i'll be sure to link that in the youtube section here if you guys are watching um we're probably going to link it over on the senior style guide blog as well so if you're over there, we'll be sure to include a link, but um, we're going to end. I'm going to actually give you the opportunity to ask people watching one question, and they're going to answer down in the comments below. So this Ooh. will be literally any question um, that you have, business, non-photography related, life related. So um, I'll give them a second, but if you guys are joining us for Real Talk, if this is your first time, we're going to be putting these out throughout the year, so make sure to hit the subscribe button below if you're on YouTube, um, and then also be sure to check it out. Uh, keep your eye on the Senior Style Guide blog, where we're going to be putting these out with other amazing guest speakers or guests that we have on, um, like Allegra, so that you guys can learn kind of what they're about and their journeys and that sort of thing. So um, we'll wrap it up. So Allegra, I'll hand it over to you. What is the one question you want to ask people today? All right. I guess I would ask, uh, what are three things that drive your photography the most? I love it. The three things that drive your photography the most. So um, be sure to comment below with your answers so that we can read those comments. And who knows, maybe Allegra will even hop on and, and check it out too when we launch this. So um, thank you so much for taking some time out of your night. I know college can be super hectic. So I appreciate you sitting down with us tonight and um, just awesome to kind of hear a little bit more about you and your journey. So thank you. Thank you so much. Have awesome. a good rest Well, we'll of see you guys day. around for the next episode of Real Talk. So thanks again. Well, Maybe not me, but see Sean later. <laughs> that wraps it up for this episode of the Senior Style Guide Real Talk podcast. We are so excited that you guys are joining us and just want to say a heartfelt thank you. I know that there are so many podcasts out there that you guys have the option to listen to, and it really means the world that you're joining us and giving us a part of your day and really just joining in on part of the conversation and, and the community. In addition, make sure that you guys are joining us over on Facebook and the Senior Style Guide group over there, where photographers from all throughout the country contribute, give their input and their advice and their experiences to help other photographers learn and grow. We'd love for you to join us over there as well. So all you have to do is search Senior Style Guide on Facebook, ask to be added to the group, and we'll make sure that you guys get to be a part of the conversation over there. If you haven't had a chance to hit that subscribe button below, please take a second to do that really quick. What that does is it makes sure that you guys keep up to date on all of the content that we're putting out there. We have tons of Real Talk episodes coming to you guys throughout the year from leaders and other photographers that you would love to hear from. So we want to make sure that you do not miss a single episode of that. So go ahead and hit that subscribe button below. Thank you guys for joining us and we cannot wait to have you as part of the listening experience for future podcasts. Looking forward to seeing you guys on the next episode and we'll see you around.